It's Tuesday, December the 7th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Americans boycott Chinese Olympics and SEC inspects SPACs. First, the world in brief. The White House said no American officials would attend the Beijing Winter Olympics in February in a diplomatic boycott over China's human rights abuses, particularly its treatment of Uyghurs, an ethnic minority. American athletes, however, will attend and compete as normal. A spokesman for China's foreign ministry called the boycott, quote, political manipulation and, quote, pure grandstanding and promised unspecified, quote, countermeasures. Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, said that all private sector employees who work in person must be vaccinated for COVID-19 by December 27th to protect the public against the Omicron variant. Separately, Sajid Javid, Britain's health secretary, said it was, quote, highly likely that community transmission of Omicron had started across England. By Monday, Britain had confirmed 336 cases of the variant. Lucid Group, an electric vehicle maker, disclosed that it has received a subpoena from America's securities regulator. The company said that the Securities and Exchange Commission asked for documents related to an investigation that, quote, appears to concern the SPAC deal that took it public earlier this year. The SEC is increasing its scrutiny of companies that have merged with shell companies. Disclosures revealed that the SEC is also investigating a SPAC built to merge with a social media outfit to be launched by Donald Trump. The former president said his, quote, Truth Social will compete with Facebook and Twitter, which have banned his accounts. Meanwhile, Devin Nunes, a Trump loyalist with a record of fighting off investigations, quit Congress to become the new firm's CEO. Samsung Electronics said it will merge its mobile and consumer electronics businesses to simplify its structure and focus on cutting-edge chipmaking. The South Korean tech behemoth dominates the memory chip market but lags behind in logic chips which are used for processing information. It plans to invest $150 billion towards overtaking TSMC of Taiwan to become the overall chipmaking champion by 2030. Intel, another chip-making giant, said it would publicly list shares in Mobileye, its self-driving car technology subsidiary. Intel acquired the Israel-based firm, which builds camera systems to guide automated cars in 2017. Since then, Mobileye's revenues have tripled. Intel's boss said taking it public would, quote, unlock its full value, which the Wall Street Journal reported could be around $50 billion. Hong Song Suu Kyi, Myanmar's elected leader until a military coup in February, was sentenced to four years in prison for inciting dissent and breaking COVID-19 rules. The general who deposed her later reduced the sentence to two years. She faces verdicts from another ten charges his junta has brought against her, including for corruption. Further sentences could entail life imprisonment. Fact of the day Zero dollars, the annual salary of the president of Interpol. The organisation is underfunded and under fire. And editor's note. 
Whether you're a loyal fan or a new listener, we want to hear from you. We're launching a listener survey, so you can tell us what you think about our podcasts, and so we can find out what you would like to hear more of. To take part, visit economist.com slash briefing survey. That's economist.com slash briefing survey. The link to the survey is in the description. And now here's today's agenda. The fiery hell of China's property market. Default is to capitalism what hell is to Christianity. It deters improvident behaviour and helps sort the wheat from the chaff. By this analogy, Tuesday could be a fiery day for Chinese capitalism. Evergrande, the world's most indebted property developer, has come close to defaulting on its dollar bonds before, without quite succumbing. But last week, it said it could not guarantee that it would meet its financial obligations. Tuesday will reveal whether it missed a payment deadline on offshore bonds issued by one of its units, Scenery Journey. To limit the damage to investor sentiment, China's central bank has blamed Evergrande's plight on the firm's own, quote, mismanagement. But the company is not alone. Kaiser, another property developer, may also fail to repay dollar notes maturing on Tuesday, six years after it defaulted on another offshore bond. If default is supposed to deter recklessness, just as hell deters sin, perhaps China's fire and brimstone is not yet hot enough. The Beijing Olympics gets a chilly reception. The International Olympic Committee's Executive Board meets on Tuesday to discuss the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. They will discuss the opening day, but they are likely to ignore more serious matters, the case of Peng Shuai, a Chinese tennis player, and impending boycotts of the Games by Western governments. The IOC has been pilloried by human rights groups for dismissing worries that Miss Peng had been silenced after she accused a retired senior Chinese official of sexual assault. And on Monday, the Biden administration announced a diplomatic boycott of the Olympics over China's human rights abuses, including crimes against humanity and the repression of Uyghurs. Some of America's allies are expected to follow suit. Nonetheless, all countries are still expected to send their athletes. That is what the IOC and China care most about on opening day, that the Games will go on. The Biden-Putin Summit Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin hold a video summit on Tuesday amid mounting tensions over Ukraine. Russia grabbed Crimea, a peninsula in southern Ukraine in 2014, and many Russians still view Ukraine as a lost limb. Nearly 100,000 Russian troops are now massed close to its border. Fears have been growing that Russia might be preparing to invade in January. In an effort to deter that, America's president will caution Mr Putin against becoming embroiled in a long conflict, threaten severe sanctions and warn of beefed-up NATO troop deployments near Russia's borders. The Russian leader wants a guarantee that Ukraine will never join NATO. There is no love lost between the two leaders, 
Mr Biden has called Mr Putin, quote, a killer. But Mr Biden wants an invigorated security dialogue to reduce the risks of conflict, a theme of their summit in Geneva in June. The new crisis shows how much it is needed. Europe's Christmas Gloom On Tuesday, Eurostat, the European Union's statistics agency, publishes official figures for GDP growth in the euro area and all of the EU in the third quarter of 2021, as well as unemployment figures. A flash estimate in November suggested seasonally adjusted GDP increased by 2.2% in the euro area and by 2.1% in the EU, compared with the previous quarter. It also estimated that the number of those in employment increased by 0.9% in both the euro area and the EU in the third quarter of 2021, compared with the previous quarter. But as Europe is in the grips of a vicious fourth wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, the outlook for the Christmas season is gloomy. Restrictions on public events, restaurants and shops are becoming more stringent. Some European countries are thinking about following the example of Austria, which recently reimposed a hard lockdown. Rising inflation further depresses consumption. I like to be in America. Robert Wise and Jerome Robbins' film of the musical West Side Story won 10 Oscars in 1962, including Best Picture. Why remake it? Partly because Steven Spielberg, American cinema's great entertainer, can do whatever he likes, and partly because times have changed. Mr. Spielberg's new film of the musical keeps the 1950s setting in New York, but the actors now have similar ethnic backgrounds to their characters, and the Puerto Rican immigrants speak some of their lines in Spanish. Released just after the death of its lyricist, Stephen Sondheim, this pretty, witty and gritty West Side Story should make a star of 20-year-old Rachel Ziegler, who went from YouTube videos to playing a girl named Maria. One of her co-stars, Rita Marino, won an Academy Award for playing Anita in the original and has a smaller part this time round. She could become the first person to win Best Supporting Actress awards for two different films with the same title. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Willa Cather, who was born on this day in 1873. There are some things you learn best in calm, and some in storm. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.